What's good, everyone? Welcome back to My First Kicks. This is episode 158, and this week I welcome Trayvon Edwards to the podcast. We talk about his time on Black Print, which is one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. Shout out to Josh and Justin. Please go give them a listen. Listen to Trayvon's episode. Um, As you can tell, your boy is congested. I got COVID this week. Ah, sucks. But I recorded this episode not sick, so you won't hear this nasally voice this week. Luckily for you, you're just going to hear me for a little bit before we jump into the episode in this intro. And, you know, halfway through the episode also. But I just definitely wanted to talk about just this conversation specifically. We talk about how influential Trayvon is just on his social media. And he comes through with... Just like if you listen to this episode of Black Print, it's super inspirational. It gets you wanting to do more. It gets you wanting to act on your just your abilities and believing in yourself. You know, Trayvon has his career path has grown exponentially over years, you know, and it's very inspirational as I use that word again, just because he started off playing ball, turned that into him being a creative now which is absolutely wild so we talk about his process how he got from point a to where he is now and it's just very cool we talk about what sneakers just influenced him in that way and shows off a pair of sneakers so make sure you're watching this because he pulls up a pair and if you haven't yet please subscribe to the youtube but before we jump into the episode, where you can find Trayvon, you can find him on all social medias as at Trayvon, or if you look up Black Trey, I think is the, I think, like if you just look that up, you'll be able to find him very easily. He's everywhere. He does a lot. He, he's This is not the only podcast he guests on, so he talks sports. If you're into sports, definitely check out his, his insights and his input on everything sports because it's it's dope and funny so make sure you check him out it's a great great follow on all socials many apologies uh as you know uh i don't know you could if you're watching this you could see like just because I'm affected by COVID. I'm like not as fast in the intro. I feel like I'm so slow, so I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> but please give Trayvon your full attention and follows. Great follow, like I just said. Um, and also where you can find your boy, I am at who is hot on all social medias. Follow the podcast at my first kicks pod. Follow and like and subscribe for the podcast on my first kicks podcast on YouTube and TikTok. Uh, I keep saying I'm going to drop this thing that I've been working on, but because of this, this is now taking longer. So uh, just be on the lookout. It's it, I'm, I'm working on this thing. It, it has done with a lot of writing, a lot of research. Uh, going, going to be putting that out on the YouTube. So hit the follow, uh, hit the subscribe. And please, if you're listening to this and you want to see the sneakers that Trayvon pulls out during this episode switch over to the YouTube the video will be on YouTube my first kicks on YouTube if and if this is your first time listening I appreciate you for f- 
fi- finding this podcast. Uh, this intro is usually not this messy. I'm sorry. Uh, but if you're here, if you're a first-time listener, you have a lot of episodes to jump on, to, to, to go back on. Um, you have new episodes coming out every week. I do not miss a week. As you can tell, I do not miss a week. So very excited to have you on if you're a new listener, which I've, I've never done this. So if you this is your first time listening and this is 2027, thank you for listening. Please go back and listen to all the other episodes. <laughs> but if you have a My First Kicks story, please write in to myfirstkickspod at gmail.com because I would love to read your My First Kicks story to the guest during an episode. It would be a great time. Um, and, yeah, please follow me on everything. So on to this week's episode with Trayvon. Hey, Trey, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. No, man. Look, like I said before we jumped on here, I listened to your episode of The Black Print, and I was like, you know what? Trey would be a great guest. So I had to hit a hit you. I, I threw, a, threw a, a feeler out there to see if you would be down, and, and here we are. Yeah, man. Thanks for uh, reaching out. I mean, usually um, I don't normally see the other filter of my DMs. Mm-hmm. I happened to check it that day, and I seen it, so... No, nah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's that's yeah. supposed to happen. Yeah, it's supposed to happen. <laughs> that's wild. That's wild. Um, but for my listeners, if they aren't familiar with you, how about you introduce yourself? Uh I mean, it's like writing your own bio. It's kind of weird. <laughs> and yeah, like a weird space to like talk about yourself. But um, I'm Trey Edwards. Um, I go by Black Trey. Mm-hmm. Also, my first name's Trevon. If you're <laughs> like following me on other social platforms and stuff like that, uh, the best way to put it. Former basketball player, um, educator, mm-hmm. uh, advertising, ad man, mm-hmm. innovator of the year, and uh, creative. Look at you, and multi sneakers. Yeah, <laughs> multi hyphenated. <Yeah. laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, it's it, your episode was really good in my like when I was listening to it because my biggest thing because I've I've had Josh and uh justin on the podcast and we we always talk about just like uh inspiring others and and your episode was really dope because you talked about you know just do it like a lot of people mm-hmm. just don't do it and and don't have they have that idea just stuck in their head of just like oh, i don't think it's gonna work but a, a mm-hmm. lot of it was just like you being like you know what i didn't think this was gonna happen but i did it just to see what happens and now you know now you're just covering basketball yeah I mean, <laughs> That's just how it is, man. I think like if you have doubts, then you're gonna. That's that's the results of it. Mm-hmm. You gotta be like the do. I wrote the other day on a sticky note: delusion is a strength. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah, you have to be you. You have to believe in yourself first before you see it from anybody else. If you expect anybody else to see it, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to almost be like, "Yo, I got the best." Whatever it is, you know what I mean. And yeah. I know being humble is cool, but like. Mm-hmm. You have to like humility comes late in the long run, not mm-hmm. at the beginning. Right. It's 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 a difficult because like I mean I talked about it with Josh and and Josh has just gone on to just I feel like his resume just gets bigger and bigger mm-hmm. every other month and it's super interesting because when we talked on the episode and when we talked at ComplexCon I was hanging out with him at ComplexCon he mm-hmm. he was just like simply you know I've had ideas and I act on them and. 
I just keep acting on my ideas and they work. And mm -hmm. this, it becomes just like people start seeing that your ideas come to fruition. So they start, you know, investing in you and you get this, you get people just bigging you up and the easy, it becomes easier to get your ideas out. And, mm -hmm. but that also comes with just how much hard work you put into something that you first are super passionate about and then people will take stake into you. So I think that's just mm -hmm. crazy. It's, it's, it's wild to see that. Yeah. For sure, for sure. But you're here to answer the question that I ask everybody each week. And that question is, what's your first kicks? What's that first pair of sneakers you absolutely needed to have? Uh, so my first kicks, honestly, to my knowledge, mm -hmm. I want to say 93 was the Olive 9s, mm -hmm. Jordan 9s. Mm -hmm. But the shoe that I had to have, I actually have them on hand. I know you don't really use, do. It, no, we just, I was just saying you can do visuals. There we go. Uh, Nike Air Zoom Flight 95. The I literally Jake gave an old white man a hug last night because he had them on. It was yeah. a sneaker gala. Uh -huh. um, and this shoe, <laughs> this shoe has made friendships. The mm -hmm. shoe has, uh, it's such a beautiful shoe. It's ahead of its time. Mm -hmm. He said it was created in 1995. We're here in 2024. So roughly almost 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's just it's just such a beautiful silhouette. Like it was such a, a otherworldly thing. Um, I didn't know about like the word carbon at the mm -hmm. time when I was younger. So I used to call this like taxi. It reminds <laughs> me like of a taxi cab. Yeah. Um, so I was like, yo, it's a taxi bubbles, like, yo, this Nike shoe is just crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, and Jason Kidd was like one of my favorite players at the time outside of Michael Jordan's retirement. So mm -hmm. I really was like really fucking with the shoe. I mean, I bought it so many times. Yeah. Like, I don't know how many times I've bought that shoe. <laughs> I mean, that shoe's a classic. The mm -hmm. I always tell I always tell everybody, you know, Nike Nike's '90s basketball for, uh, era was just undefeated. Like mm -hmm. they barely missed, and even if they like had different wild creations, everybody was still rocking them. You know mm -hmm. that that '90s sneaker era was just like all about innovation and trying new things and and getting people to to really buy into the function of the shoe but then when you because like carbon carbon uh, fiber is like known for cars and they're like nah we put it lightweight it's lightweight put it on a shoe and now you can just jump or pass the ball extremely well like jason kidd yeah <laughs> I, i'm gonna have to buy like three more now and i'm just like yo i want i want this shoe forever that's a shoe i can literally wear every day yeah what what was the sneaker gallery you were at um uh embrace boston mm -hmm. um so black boston pretty much um pretty high uh politicians and officials um potentially joining the board out there oh, okay so that's why i went out there yeah so cool experience um not enough heat and see a lot of heat but mm -hmm. you know um it's more about the cause yeah yeah for sure the idea of like <laughs> a sneaker gala but for like high level politicians mm -hmm. sounds so crazy now because coming from where we were like you've seen sneakers because i because somebody said i was like talking talking shit on twitter about it and um i was talking about how the dr1s just being at the white house was just like that's where sneakers became mainstream at that point like where everybody now it's become acceptable to wear them in the office right yeah. and um at that point, before that, it was kind of just like, oh, you know, you got to tiptoe your way around it. But to have high level officials, I'm going to just go high level officials like this is 
24 or something but but high level officials wearing sneakers to a and to attending a sneaker gala is crazy to me yeah i wore the air bacons like Mm -hmm. a couple people were like they got it and then like some people were just like okay i don't know what them are you know what i mean and like you know like that's the thing it was kind of like one of those like you know you know type Mm -hmm. things like uh my recent pickup was the jordan trunner lx Mm -hmm. it's like from 2000 yeah jones yeah i'm wearing those a lot and i think i like was in a picture on instagram and people were like yo (laughs) i remember those i wish i would have never got rid of them so like i'm on the hunt for shoes that actually will fall apart Mm -hmm. um just because of my personal connection with them no yeah well speaking of that like where did you first pick that up um was it just because you talked about playing ball and was was that the gateway where you were like, all right, I'm playing ball. Now I'm got to be, you know, collecting sneakers. No. Nah, so my mom's younger brother, my uncle, Ron, he um, he had a thing for sneakers. Like he's the first person like, you know, like the J kids didn't come in kid sizes. Mm-hmm. So he was like a eight and a half. And I would just like go in this room and try them on and like look at them and stare at them all the time. But then my grandma also uh, my dad's from Portland, Oregon. And uh, she would send me boxes of shoes. Mm-hmm. The Nike outlet was right there. So she got me kind of into shoes. Like she's my first box that she got me was like Jordan 9, the original Hirachi, um, the Diamond Turf Dion's. Like, so I had like heat in that you were, box. And that, you were and killing even, it, bro. And I don't even think that she was aware of what she was sending. Yeah. My uncles, my uncles basically picked the shoes mm-hmm. and got me the hottest shoes and they got me into it. So um shouts to them and then obviously my peers and like that was social currency like in school mm-hmm. especially when you wore uniforms i went to a private school so like your self-expression was through your like sneakers yeah yeah it's super important because i only I, I well i got kicked out of private school but when i was in there it was like that's all you get you get sneakers like you had yeah. you know you had to stand out some way because mm-hmm. during that time it's it's when you're in private school it's like everybody's the same everybody looks the same you're just basically clones and then the one thing is like you look you make you make shoe contact you like oh those was crazy and then you just keep mm-hmm. it moving so yeah 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 that's it's it's super interesting that you got that because that's such a unique experience and i don't think <laughs> i don't think anybody gets that lucky to be like all right man you know we're gonna send you you know these from portland um well what did like yeah. the I was gonna say like what the kids did was were the kids like whoa. Um, I think I had that reputation until I graduated to high school, graduated mm-hmm. from high school. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I constantly had sneakers. Like it was almost kind of wild to have every Jordan release, mm-hmm. and I did. You know what I mean? Like I was getting every every week because it wasn't as crazy as it is now. Like the market's flooded. I probably would be stressed out as a kid in high school trying yeah. to keep up with what's going on. But like yeah. at that time, like. I'm gonna say I don't want to age you. I don't know what how old you are. But... I think we're about about the same age. Okay, so <laughs> Wednesday Jordan releases, mm-hmm. um, and then also like ninety nine two thousand. You're like going to leave school to go get the Jays, and then mm-hmm. coming back with another pair. And you know what I mean? Like, I just I just was always on it. You know what I mean? No matter what anybody thought, and it was also like I remember getting the Ginger Sixteens. Um, the Olive Nines were like really crazy because, like, again, those weren't like they were hard colorways to piece with, like to wear clothes with. Yeah, like, you take the you take the um, the shroud off, and it's shiny silver with a ginger like 
suede. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Shoes are gonna get damaged and stuff like that. But like, <laughs> I was just making it work, bro. Like, I was just putting outfits together and just trying to be like the flies. That I mean, how did you? And I also play, and I play sports too. So yeah. like, half the time, if I didn't get a second pair, I was playing in them and then cleaning mm-hmm. them at the end of the night. And oh snap! Because I didn't even think about that. I thought like a lot of the people that. I don't know if this was was your school too, where you were just like you had to play in the team shoe. And no, one year, my coach tried that shit, and yeah. I picked the team shoe, and I was pissed that I picked the team shoe because it hurt my feet. <laughs> it was the flight posit two. Yeah, and um, I used to wear these NBA socks, and they would slip off every like I would drive to the basket, and they would mm-hmm. come off. And I'm like, <sighs> so one time I showed up to the Christmas tournament, and shout out to my mom. It was like a one rare time that she like really was like like ultimate lob right mm-hmm. she got me the uh playoff bread well before they became bread they were mm-hmm. in the playoff jordan 11s right you know what i'm saying so i pulled up in the black and red joints our jerseys are like carolina blue bro <laughs> like we had the unc tar heel knockoff uh-huh. joints yeah and i'm playing in the black and red 11s and looking so and my coach just like he didn't he double taked and looked and he pulled me out the game and i was like i shrugged at him like bro you got to play me. I did only shoes I brought, bro, and everybody else. And it broke the mold for us to wear any shoe we wanted to. You know what uh-huh. I mean? It wasn't like yeah. individuality, but it was just like, come on, dog. Like, this shoe's not great. My shoe. I had a great case. My shoe kept coming off, like, mm-hmm. every time I played. And I was like, yo, I'm not fucking with these. That's the, that's the game you dropped 40 on them? What was it? How, how... <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I, had, I had no crazy game like that. But, like, you know, I was I was decent. <laughs> I'm just thinking like the the myth the myth of like yeah you know Trey jump Trey dropped the uh, Trey dropped forty in these bread elevens and that's that that's the nah. myth the mythic of the elevens. I, I actually had my best game in the team shoes, which was funny. Oh yeah, best game. But yeah, it was just he just was just I think he was just trying to preach team so much and uniformity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, like he was to a point like yo y'all can't wear headbands no more. And like we really idolized the Clippers at the time, mm-hmm. so like gotta hit him with the. Know, I was I was Darius Miles, my boy was Q Rich, other <laughs> person was Keon Doolin. Like mm-hmm. he was just like being funny, like you know, <laughs> Lamar Odom and stuff like that. So we were really pushing that needle. Then you just brought me back because that Q Rich uh, Clippers era was like everybody was doing the the head taps when they shot a three at that point. <laughs> like I'm so lucky, man. Like how my life's gone like i'm friends with q rich now mm-hmm. um i've hung out with them like you know i mean him and darius and like mm-hmm. i just was like yo screaming internally because like <laughs> i'm like bro you know same thing i've gotten become friends with baron davis mm-hmm. like, these are dudes that like at that time also you gotta think about the nba player was not like accessible right yeah you know what i mean like mm-hmm. you've seen todd fuller you probably lose your shit like <laughs> whoever it was you know yeah. what i mean like Listen, I lo- I lost my shit when I I ran into Wilson Chandler at work, and that's like, my man. <laughs> hey, that's my man. Shout out to him. But I work, and him. I also work with I work with Rod Strickland now. Mm-hmm. So that's like kind of weird too. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I got Rod Strickland on text, and I'm like, oh, this is sick. This is so sick, bro. It's as wild. I mean, well, talk about your journey because like you, at what point where you were like, I right, yo, I'm taking that next step. I'm going to college for this, and and you know. What was that? What was those next steps? I don't for think you? it was initially planned. Mm-hmm. Like most people would be like have it set in stone that they're going to the NBA and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. I just really was trying to make it out my neighborhood. And like again, my uncle who got me into shoes, he went to college. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like that was the next path. Like that's that's literally my like role model and my idol. So um, you know, like 
I just went to school and I was fortunate enough to be able to play basketball. I didn't have the the original journey of like going to play immediately, like had mm-hmm. some like run-ins with some coaches. I was hard to coach and then I kind of matured and got a little older. Um and did you play that. uh AAU ball? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was I was ranked for a little bit and mm-hmm. you know what I mean, like I was pretty good during that level. But when I got to college, I switched positions and stuff like that and it was a harder transition and also like I just kept getting hurt. Um, but I just continued to play and I was able to make it through that. But, um, you know, everything comes to an end. And I think there was a time where I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do next and I didn't know, mm-hmm. but I got my degree in teaching. So, um, it was something to fall back on as most of your teachers would tell you back in the day, like, yo, you gotta have a backup plan to fall yeah. back, you know, and as an athlete, you can't, this is not forever. And they were right about it. So, um, yeah, I ended up being a teacher, and as I was a teacher, um, I was presented a situation to podcast. Mm-hmm. And I was able to podcast with um, ESPN, mm-hmm. and that kicked off my, you know, my my sports analyst career from there. Still taught um, with basketball associated, created a viral account called NBA Bubble Life, which mm-hmm. welcomed me to advertising. Now I'm in the advertising space. Now um, I've worn so many hats um but like again um to be even you know like we take we take for granted to to be known by strangers is is a blessing in general yeah I mean, it's, a, it's a blessing and, and a curse you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it's an uh attention is a drug mm-hmm. and i think for certain situations you gotta learn how to um like navigate through it because it can be too much you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You could yeah. feed off it too much to a point where people stop paying attention to you, and now you're starting to do radical stuff to keep the attention going. Mm-hmm. But then there's another thing where you got a fine line of, like, you know where you are and know how important you are in that particular moment, and that window is so small that when it stops and you step away, you're at you're at peace with it. Yeah. So while I have the light and people actually want to hear me talk and actually are interested in what I have to do, I'm mm-hmm. making the best of it. But, like, it's not solely, like, and end all be all like I'm 39 years old. I don't think anybody going to want to be hearing from me at 55, which is cool. But like at one point in time, I was, I was noticeable in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm grateful for those opportunities. I mean, look, people still want to listen to Stephen A. Smith. All right. You'll, you'll be, you'll be in everybody's ears for years <laughs> to come. <laughs> the, I'm very curious of like, Let's jump back though about like what was the first job that you had to buy your first sneakers, or were you just was you were you just blessed the entire time, you know? And then you were like, or what was the first job that you did use to get, you know, your first pair? Yeah, um, hmm, so that's a good question. I probably didn't start buying my own sneakers till like I was nineteen. Um, cause I got cut off. Like my grandma was like, yo, we just, you grown. <laughs> you good you gotta now? Figure, you got to figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I learned the hard way. I remember buying, um, I bought the 2K4 Arachis mm-hmm. and I bought the, did you get the, the red, white, and blue Kobe colors? Those joints? The Pistons. Oh, I mean, yeah. Pistons. Yeah. 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 Detroit Pistons. Yeah. Yeah. hundred get downs. Right. And then I also had bought was a Jordan nineteen, mm-hmm. the nineteen regional joints mm-hmm. with my own bread, the red pair, the Midwest pair, 
and uh, I was just like, "Yo, you talking about the one with the big shield on it, right?" Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, "Yo, I gotta pay rent too." Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't got enough money. <laughs> ah, like you know what I mean? Like I really had like bugged out on that purchase. Like, I, yeah, retail for that was crazy. Yeah, I bought them and like I didn't think about like how much this was into the money that I had to pay rent. I wasn't making that much money either, mm-hmm. so it was because I had a side job. I think I worked at Mervin's. Like What's that? Department store, like a department store. <laughs> yeah, I was selling like uh, women's um, like undergarments, uh-huh. like, not like like brassieres and yeah, underwear and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So, <laughs> like a Victoria's Secret, but not a, not. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was like it was like um, not fancy like that. It's like a like a like a a Macy's or JC Penney's. Oh, okay, it's like yeah. that, like mm-hmm. a rival. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, it's Mervin's, California. Yeah. So yeah, I worked there. That's crazy though. <laughs> the uh, oh, I forgot to ask. Well, like, where predominantly did you live when you first started getting into sneakers? Compton. 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 Sheesh. Yeah. So like, yeah, that's, that's where well, I'm born. That's my birthplace. Man, I mean, we've heard a lot about Compton in these streets, but, <laughs> but 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 like growing up in Compton, like the the sneaker culture there. I mean, we all know about that. You know the the way the impact. Because I mean, Kendrick talks about how big the the um, the Nike Cortez is in Compton, and then you also have Converse's, which was crazy in L.A. proper. Mm-hmm. So what? When you first started bring, breaking out the Jordans and stuff like that, were you getting you know questions or were people being like, "Yo, this is crazy"? What was sneaker culture out like that uh, out there? Whoa, you gotta think about it. Like Compton's like a poverty city. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, hasn't had a lot of money come through there a lot, um, but but rich in talent, rich in people, rich in rich in soul, rich in community. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people didn't have a lot. So some people had Jordan, some people didn't. Um, you know, like I was kind of in the system, so my grandma got like a check for me, and she was just giving me my money when mm-hmm. I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, you get three hundred dollars a month. What you gonna do? I'm gonna buy these shoes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'll figure yeah. out the food shit later. You know what I mean? Cause yeah, like, one hundred fifty dollars could low key be like two months of groceries back then. Mm-hmm. It was a little kid, so that was a little different, but. Um, yeah, like I mean, it was different because kids were getting jacked for their shoes and yeah. clothes and stuff like that. So like, I never had to deal with that because like, um, you know, my parents they they both were a part of gangs and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it was like people just kind of like hands off with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I didn't have to worry about actually being held up for my shoes. I did get robbed before though, but like, um, you know that that was one of them situations where like, yeah, they. The culture was different, though. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Basketball normally was going to be your end on sneakers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, people that probably didn't have bread, they were making it happen with Converse. Yeah. With Converse. Converse were, like, really easy to... Yeah, they were, like, 40 dollars $40, $60 at that time. Shit, even less. Yeah. Bucks. Swap yeah. Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Swap me was definitely hooking a lot of people up because, um, I mean, around here, I remember seeing bins just full mm-hmm. of just Converse for $20, and... It was, it was, you know, over here you get a lot of the, um, like punk, like it was big mm-hmm. around the punk scene when the punk scene here was was blowing up. So yeah, yeah, 
the all right so you know i'm jumping in to talk about magic mind again last week you heard how i changed my mornings with magic mind and the previous weeks before that so i'm going to keep talking about how magic mind helps me every morning because of how it actually helps me every morning and you can tell it's helping me right now during this conversation with Trayvon and you're wondering how does it help me well let me tell you these little shots from magic mind help me from not being so jittery and actually being more focused than a cup of coffee because I mentioned on here a bunch of times coffee just makes me just amped up and I can't and I can't do it I can't it it it's something that I had to – I'll get super addicted on, and then I just have to wean myself back off because I'm drinking cup after cup, and I'm still feeling jittery because people are telling me, oh, you just got to drink the right stuff. That's not true. Magic Mind is the right stuff, and I'm going to tell you why Magic Mind is the right stuff. Once I added it to my morning routine, it helped me become more focused while creating content, especially after a long day of work, and it's helping me record every single podcast that I've – had recorded since I started taking Magic Mind. It's it's it does wonders, as you can see with the brightness in my eyes right now. So, because of that, let me tell you some of the ingredients that help me every morning, such as matcha, and that's where you know you get that boost. And I love I love a cup of matcha. You throw a little little matcha latte in in my mornings. I'm running it. That's why Magic Mind is so good because you taste the matcha, but you also taste these other great flavors that they have within this one little shot. And, of course, it has ashwagandha, which helps you relieve stress and anxiety. And you know I need that. When I have to find a, a new guest every week and, and also edit this episode, so that's where the focus comes in. Ashwagandha helps me not stress out when I'm trying to find a guest every single week. That's right. You know I'm looking for a new guest every week. So along with that, we also have cordyceps mushrooms, which really help your immune system. I mean, you you heard the intro. The I, I needed I needed Magic Mind, especially I need Magic Mind especially right now. So I'm taking it, and my immune system is fighting this thing off right now. <laughs> so if you're interested in joining me, especially to boost your mornings, visit magicmind.com slash jamkickpod and use the code kickpod20 for 56% off your first purchase and also 20% off of a one-time purchase. But also, for this month and this month only, when you subscribe... For three months, you get a full month for free, which means that is also an extra 20% off, which actually gets you 75% off of the your entire order for the three-month purchase, of course. But you have to jump on this for this month of January, and, and we're approaching the end of January now, so... By the time this drops, you have to jump on this because you will be missing out on a great, great deal. 
And you know it's a great deal because I've been telling everyone, I've been telling all my friends to jump in on the Magic Mind train. So don't forget, visit magicmind.com slash jankickpod and use the code kickpod20 for one month free off of three months today. And if you do it, you're helping the pod. But yeah, the the I mean, that's wild that you were able to. I mean, getting look, getting held up once in your life is absolutely wild in general. Nah, well, <laughs> the crazy thing about it, I got held up for like this was when the Motorola uh, two ways were out, mm-hmm. and I had a StarTac Motorola phone. I had two two ways. I just was doing way too much. <laughs> so I don't know if it was welcome, but like I was doing too much, and mm-hmm. I should have been smarter than that. And then also um, a friend slash former teammate broke in my house and stole all my shoes and clothes. Jeez. Yeah, so that was tough. That was my junior year. So, like, the shoes I couldn't get back, like the Ginger 16s, the mm-hmm. Cherry Woods, the 11s that we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, like, so many different Timberlands. I had Air Force Ones. I had a bunch of stuff that, like, couldn't really re- be replaced at that particular time. They mm-hmm. retros weren't, like, you know what I mean? Like, it yeah. wasn't like, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? But I was able to bounce back, you know what I mean? Thanks to my grandma. Like, every day we bought something to replace my stuff. Mm-hmm. It was kind of out with the old and with the new. The yeah. only thing I missed was the sneakers, but the clothes, like, it was like, thank you. Because, like, some of that stuff was trendy and was about to play out. Like, I had, like, Platinum FUBU. I had, like, Eddie Bauer. I was wearing, like, Ralph Lauren and shit like that. And, like, Sean John Academics was just hitting the scene. Mm-hmm. Um what else was I wearing? Nietzsche. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's Rock a- aware. It's actually E-Nice. And, it E-Nice? No, it, it's, it's it's not E-Nice. It's NYC. See, we would say Nietzsche. <laughs> I know. I was saying yeah. Nietzsche too until like I think last year. Somebody was just like, nah, it's NYC. So it's supposed to be like. Nuts. I mean, I get it. I get it when you spell it out. But <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, damn, okay. What's Yo, that? It's like the same thing. It felt like this after a while. It felt like the same thing of saying Tarjay. You'd be like, oh, yeah, I go to Tarjay. And so people be saying Tarjay. Yeah, people be saying Tarjay, man. Yeah, I think that's some. I think that's some funny shit. But I really, honestly, thought it was a Nietzsche. Like people yeah. was like, "Oh, a Nietzsche," because I uh, there's one store called Up Against the Wall that would carry it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or Men's Land and Men's Land, like, because I remember getting Iceberg, Iceberg, and um, Kuji, and um, yeah, I was I was wearing a bunch of shit. I remember wearing Burberry. I had a Burberry bucket. Damn, that's crazy. I was, I was wilding though, and then I, was, I heard, bought this like Gucci purse and cut it and made it. I remember seeing Jadakiss, um, in one of the videos, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Yo, he got Gucci print on his shoes." So I got a purse and took it to this um, shoe person, mm-hmm. and they, I said, "Yo, I want the swoosh to have the gray monogram on it, and I want the toe cap to have the monogram on it." And I was wearing black and. You know, like black and black and Gucci uh, Air Force. I wearing Gucci in senior year. <laughs> yeah, were, yo, that was wild, bro. I, it's yeah, funny. I was, you, it's funny you say. I was that, doing but, a lot though. Yeah, I mean, but that was that was the era. That era of like, yeah. I forgot who showed up on the scene with it first. It was it Soldier Boy that did that. Like, oh, it was in a video, and I was like, I got to do that too because everybody was rocking those. Which one was it? Oh, you talking about the, the, the Gucci? The show? Air Force, yeah, the Air Force, taking the Air Force oh, and no, throwing was, like designer on it that. It was Jadakiss. Jadakiss was the first one. Jadakiss, yeah. Interesting, because I'm yeah. trying to remember who specifically that I saw, and I was like, I need to do this too, because the getting the Gucci, getting that Gucci insignia on the on the swoosh, like I wanted that so bad. 
And I, I was I a, about I to. A, I had a bucket to match. <laughs> the, the, the monogram bucket with the, and then, uh, you know. You was killing it, bro. You was killing nah, I was, it. I had some fits, though, man. Like, I'd I, I be talking about that, but I guess the past, but that shit is so funny when you really think about it. Because it's literally 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was doing that shit. So, like, it was crazy. And my clothes was crazy baggy. I was looking at some pictures. I was just like, yo, this is sick. <laughs> I mean, I wish I could get. To, I got on that level. That was like pipe dreams for me because I was. I remember sitting at in in the house, just watching like BT rap basement, and then being like, "Yeah, oh, I won't be like that." Hip hop influenced my entire style at one point. Like, I wanted to be like Fabulous, so uh-huh. <laughs> had all the throwbacks. Um, we had a we had a team called Team Cash that my barber coached. And I would let all my homies hoop in my throwbacks, and we would play against teams in our throwbacks. So I had like the Reggie Theus, I uh-huh. had like Dr. J, Larry Bird. Those are the first two throwbacks, by the way, that ever came out with Mitchell and S. Yeah. And then the rest kind of trickled out. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay, I got the Bob McAdoo, I got the George Gervin. Mm-hmm. Like I had joints, bro. Dominique. I was getting, I was going crazy. Size fifty six, three <laughs> so tall. Crazy big. 50, 56, like mad tall, like a, with the tall T under it. Size, size 8 fitted, like 3X tall, pro club, um, baggy ass pants, size 40 pants. I was I was wilding. Yo, I mean, you know, you can talk about the NBA because like the NBA, remember that phase, how big that was? I had the NBA patch jeans, UN, UNKs. Yeah the, U- UNK. yeah, the UNKs. Oh, man. I had the shirt. I had the shirt that had like all the logos and it came out like all the way down and then i had because i couldn't afford to get the pants at the time because they were always mad expensive they were like 150 160 something mm-hmm. like that yep. but i had the shorts because they were on sale i bought them that winter and i bought i bought them at that winter and they were like oh i think it was like 50 percent off and i was like yeah yeah 70 dollars for shorts was crazy jean shorts Bro, I was wearing <laughs> academic velour suits. Like it was one seventy five a pop. I had like four. I had this booger green one that like the pictures floating around the internet. I was best dressed, and I'm like holding my collar up, and I had, like some white Air Force ones on it with a white tee under. Sick fit, <laughs> so sick, man. I mean, well, you talk about school, but like you te- you taught for a little bit, and yep. like what was. Like were you were you one of these teachers that was pulling up with the crazy kicks also and like crazy oh, fits? I had so like it was funny because I taught little kids so they didn't really know. Yeah, like ages six through nine. Um, but I would joke like, "Yo, these 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 kicks are older than all y'all," or like this and that. You know, what I, mean? I remember teaching like the Penny Twos, mm-hmm. um, Atlantic Blue. I taught in like, but I was wearing shoes. I had enough shoes that. When I was in Scottsdale, Arizona, mm-hmm. my, my space was a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. And I also had like a, um employee discount with Nike. Um, so I was getting stuff, using my check to buy all kind of stuff. That's crazy. Like, How'd you get that? I had <laughs> I just had friends that worked at Nike. They yeah. still do. Uh-huh. So um yeah, I was I think I had like three months worth where I could wear a new shoe every day. And I had that. That's crazy. Not a new shoe, not a new shoe, but like a shoe every day mm-hmm. in rotation. So the kids never see me repeat shoes. They be like, "Yo, you always got new shoes." And I'm like, <laughs> "Yo, I could literally switch the shit up every day." Because I got like, I think I had like, at one point, I'm probably like three hundred and twenty pair. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and then I cut down because my I got some buddies that got like two thousand. Yeah. Like they're like they're they go storage, mm-hmm. and I'm just like I'm off the game. 
<laughs> I mean, I'm yeah, with I mean, you on that. For me, it's it's and I and because like I had my one of my previous guests, uh, Morgan. Me and him, we, we're pretty cool. But the he's like me and him go back and forth about it too because we grew up in the era where having this crazy big ass collection proved that you were the bigger sneakerhead, in my yeah. opinion. And so that his collection is like almost close to a thousand. I think he's like 600 plus he says, and I'm over here. Like the soon as I reach 180, I'm like, all right, we got to cut like 40 out of here. So it's a big, yeah, it's a I big difference. I'm, I think I'm down to, I think I'm down to like 75 now, mm-hmm. which is great. Yeah. But it's also still a lot. Cause like, again, I'm wearing yum yum slippers and <laughs> I'm wearing, I'm more on the, the, the designer side now too. Yeah. So like, you know what I mean? Product cups. Mm-hmm. Stuff that I gotta actually be in these rooms, and I still can look presentable and right. my thing. Like, yeah. The yeah, it's just it's just wild because like even having a hundred over a hundred is a lot to me, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But it's also just like if I see a sneaker that connects with me, that's mm-hmm. the that's that's where I go. All right, I'm a cop. I'm a cop. This, you know, and a lot of that comes from during that time where you can when we would go to stores and be like. Oh, I picked this up. Yeah, man, this is hitting me right here, right now. You don't get that online and the way it is now. You know, yeah. a lot of it is just, oh, you get get the hype. And now people are telling you you have to buy it. Oh, you're not current if you don't buy it right now. So, yeah, it's a it's a lot of back and forth. But the I, I'm pretty sure you put on a lot of kids uh, when you were teaching because they're <laughs> some of them are like, oh, yeah, Mr. Edwards got had these on. I got to get these. <laughs> I ain't talk to I only talked to one of my students. She's going to high school mm-hmm. next year. And uh I never asked her about that. So I'm pretty sure she's like hip because she follows me on Instagram. So I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> they probably got a like a good taste. But it was more so music than anything. I put mm-hmm. them on like good music. Mm-hmm. They really like the music. What what is it about like I mean we talked about hip hop for a little bit. What is it about that music connects with you so much that you can connect it through other things? Mm. Like, I like m- music is my favorite time machine. It mm-hmm. takes you to a place like you can put on a song. It can either make it, it can trigger a bad memory or a good memory, mostly good, um, and just put you in a happy place. Especially like, I don't know, it's the the wavelengths of like, you know, if mm-hmm. it's a song you really like, you gonna smile. You might join in and sing along. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It just gives you that feeling that I don't think not too much can give you. Basketball can give you that too, but like if you're having a bad game, you're probably gonna be like dreading it you know what i mean music's not gonna really dread it maybe until a point of like somebody that passed away mm-hmm. or you broke up or more bad memories and jogged that part but yeah yeah that i mean we could talk <laughs> there's a there's a i was putting on uh saba's uh care for me i don't know if you ever yeah. listened to, you know good good project great project in my opinion but the i the idea of it like be great yeah okay. <laughs> It's great. It's you great. I, mean? I just I just try to be mindful with the G word. You know what I mean? My GOs that's, versus that's, GRs. That's I mean, yeah. I say I say great to me. So like if I I always when I talk about music because a lot of people hate my music opinions, right? I'm one of these like I I went through high school being a hip hop elitist and being like nah y'all listen to trash y'all gotta find music like I was I was very like wow. that. So so, <laughs> wow. I mean, but. <laughs> It is what it is, like I said. But but to be fair, to match you, when you say, if I say great, I'm going to say Toro y moi. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it just varies with different people of what you think is great and what's good. But, no, yeah, I think I think but, that. But good, is, but good is a good blessing for me because 
if I just say it's cool, then it's like I'm really not ready. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, look, music. I respect the... a lot of the craft of it. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's hard to make a song. It's not hard to make a song, but to make a song that I respect and I actually think it's good. Mm-hmm. I think that process is hard. So I'm like, dang. I'm not going to play around and jump in the studio and try to be like, okay, I'm going to go do this, this, this. Cause I can't, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we're good at, we are, we're all good at something. The, yeah, I always give it up to them because, well, artists in general, because it is definitely hard because you got to put in a ton of time. But I was going to say, I was listening to Care For Me. It's one of my favorite albums. That's why I say it's great to me. But the, but I forget, I forgot how much of a mood it puts you in because it's such a sad album that mm-hmm. it puts you into these crazy perspectives where you're just, you're going through and you're like, damn, like, you're just like, you listen to it, but you're still like, damn, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. And then you think about times and it reflects on your life. But the, it's, it's intrinsic of like that. And then to bring it to sneakers, it's, it's crazy how a pair of sneakers can just change your day. You know, yeah. like when was the last time that you went to go pick up a pair and, you, and it just like changed your day? I don't know if I picked up picked up a pair. Mm-hmm. I mean, you still can walk in because right now extra butter. Mm-hmm. They still give me that old school feel. Like I can go inside and I'll be like, "Oh, they in stock." Like cool. Like, yeah, those are my okay. peoples. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, shout out to extra butter. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I got some homies at Concepts too that I picked up the SB Powerpuff Girls joints. Mm-hmm. That like put a good perspective. But like a lot of stuff get mailed to me. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I've been getting seated, so it's like it's different. Um, I'm more so looking excuse out the me, window. Excuse me, excuse me. No, nah, no. Nah. Excuse I'm me. Looking out, the, looking out the window to make sure, like, if UPS is coming and my shit's been delivered. So it I'll definitely changes my perspective, though, because it's my outfits. Mm-hmm. I think that that it's like it's like wine to me, right? I choose what I'm going to eat based on the wine that I have. Mm-hmm. So I'll be like, oh well. I got white wine, so I'm gonna go fish. I'm gonna go this. Mm-hmm. Same thing with sneakers. It's like, oh, I got these 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 slippers, these designer slippers. I'm gonna wear. I'm gonna dress like cozy, but like they're gonna sit this way. Or oh, I'm wearing these sambas. I wanna be this. Or oh, I'm wearing this this shoe from the '90s that's really big, so I gotta wear baggy pants. You know what I mean? So yeah. like certain things that I'm like, it dictates how I present myself and walk outside. You know what I mean? How I'm yeah. dressed. Yeah, the shoot. I I don't know if you're like this, but I always mention it on here. I'm I'm of the essence of like I pick the shoes first and then the fit after in my head. And I don't know if I'm weird for doing that, but I'm always like the day before. I'm like, no, right, you're I'm good. These. You're good with that. I think a lot of people don't even think about the sneakers because they just don't have that problem, mm-hmm. and they've probably like exhausted their options. So mm-hmm. they're like, just whatever's comfortable. And they don't think like that, but like, you know, with people who have like multiple pairs or like, you know, you've been willing, you've been waiting, mm-hmm. like a new outfit or something or a new shirt or new pants could like reignite that feeling of your excitement for the shoe that you probably put away in the back of the closet. Like, you know what go crazy with these? Yo, I haven't worn these, I haven't worn my Skeptic Tailwind fives in a minute. Mm-hmm. Let me wear these because these, these, these sweats are going to sit over here in this, you know what I mean? Like, so it just all depends. Play some Skepta and be like, all right, here we go. <laughs> See, you know what? I'm not, I'm not there. I'm not there for, outside of praise the Lord, I'm not a Skepta guy, but, um, yeah. But but he's he's damn good with his Nike collabs. Oh, yeah. I did I did love yeah. the last one. that, And I, I couldn't pick it up because, uh, for me, it's like, 
I don't know. I'm not a big runner guy, in my opinion. Like it oh, took me. See, a, I, yeah. At this age, I'm all runners because I mean, like it's like, what what are we doing, bro? Like I'm, you know, I'm looking for comfort. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm looking for comfort. I'm flat footed too, so like I got yeah, same. Pop the insoles. I got to do all this other stuff to just make it work. Um, and it just gets real tricky after that. The I like. I don't know what is it about it, but I remember because like I switched once the Ronnie Feig A6 dropped. I have the the Nyx mm-hmm. colorway, so mm-hmm. I was like, "All right, cool, I'm gonna try these out." And I and I dug it. I mean, but people don't really like gel gel light twos like that, so mm-hmm. it's like a different perspective. But then you know, once I finally was like, "All right, cool, let me try a runner," I got Air Max ones. But mm-hmm. like current day, I think the last runner I got was like the New Balance Concepts. Uh, mm-hmm. Can the is it the Kennedys? No, the C note. I always say Kennedys, but it's the C notes. And the I don't know what is it about it, but the for me it's always been that like swoop up on the front, that little toe on the front. That it always turned me off. And every single time it doesn't like the not. lunar foams is like the hottest run. <laughs> yeah, is right now because because of, of LeBron. I, I heard LeBron put them on. Nah, way before <laughs> bro. Way before bro, bro. See, that's what I'm saying. I, I I'm not influenced by like a person yeah i just like tech i like what can it do shout out to our nike running community too you know what i mean they keep me lit mm-hmm. um but yeah like i'm i'm all about that you know what i'm saying the functionality i don't care who wearing that because again that's not just how they look in it don't mean it's gonna look great on me yeah and i got that perspective on certain shoes where i'm like they're dope but they look crazy in eleven five or twelve. Mm-hmm. They look better in a nine. They mm-hmm. look better in an eight and a half. Some shoes just look really like big. Like mm-hmm. I don't know how people wear Balenciaga runners and stuff like that. <laughs> in our and and like you know what I mean if you're in a, if you're forty four or forty five or forty six or whatever it may be yeah. in, in that Euro size like skinny jeans and and Balenciaga yeah. <laughs> runners. I, yeah, it's not going to be looking good, bro. I, uh, I don't think we, I don't think people process that part. They just think it's like how much it costs. It's actually I I said it wrong cuz it's not skinny jeans no more. It's denim tears and Balenciaga runners. There we go. There you go. <laughs> I mean, these little yum yum joints I got look like like pop balloons, but they oh. look like I, I don't know. I don't think I know what they what they those are. Although those the ones that they they bootleg heavy now. So, no, I've never seen those. Yo, those are yeah, crazy. Yeah. So it's like uh, so it's, it's a cool loafer though. It's nice yeah. little. It's vegan leather. Mm-hmm. Yum Yum doesn't use real leather and stuff like that. But like, it's literally like almost a like a Missy Elliott. I can't stand the rain. So yeah, like, that was that was um, exactly what I'm thinking about. These and like, those are comfy. Oh, it's. Like walking on clouds, the footbed is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, you know, again, I like them just because, like, I could slide my foot in and out, mm-hmm. wear them with some baggy pants, and 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 make it work. But then also get the respect for like when I'm in Soho, the people who know know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's so it's comfort and and cool points. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean to that. But also, um, leave it to the homies they clown me. <laughs> I'll be because I'm holding back. You know what I mean? I'm holding back right now. Nah, nah, <laughs> cook me, cook me. But like that's what I'm saying. It's not for everybody. You know what I mean? It depends on what audience you're trying to. You know, you you, you what what community you belong to too. No, yeah, yeah. What I, what I think I have. I think I have multi hats mm-hmm. in certain things because I like I fuck with loafers. Yeah, I fuck with. I could wear chucks. I could wear. I could do the goth stuff. I could do the grunge. I could do streetwear. I could do. I'm, I think I'm in every pocket, but it's mm-hmm. like also just research too. Cause I'm like, 
I gotta know what's going on anyway. I think, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'll be in sp- I'll be in spots that I just can't wear sneakers in too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Soho Soho House ain't really as strict. But when you get to like certain venues, it's never just... been invited. I'm sorry. I'm I'm not I'm not as I'm not elite level like you. I've oh, never man, been invited, man. man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like certain certain areas, you know what I mean. You're gonna you're gonna dress it up a little bit more. Yeah. The, I mean, at what point were you like? Because I know there's a point for me where I was looking into stuff like that, like during the height of Visvim, I was like, I need I need Visvim something, right? Never had them joints all I had. Yo, me too. The I've never I didn't was never able to afford it. And my friend, oh man, and I wish I wish I made enough money to cop something, but my friend knew knew like the buyer for Visvim or something like that. Like the dude, mm-hmm. like he knew he had it in because he was he he was decked out in Visvim, right? He literally had a full outfit of Visvim top with the the like the crazy patterns and then mm-hmm. super high quality pants i'm like bro this is crazy he's like yeah raw denim blah 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 and then he had the boots and he was just like i was just like yo you probably spent like five grand on all this stuff he's like nah man i spent like three hundred dollars i was like what and he's like yeah yo i know somebody at visvim they just gave me the deal and i was like that's crazy 300 and, is crazy you know he told me some crazy price it was definitely around 300 and and um he he was like, yo, just let me know whenever. And I never made enough money to be like, all right, cool. I was, oh, I'm always behind the eight ball. And so, <laughs> so I never was able to capitalize on it. And, and I think I reached out, like when I finally made some money, I'd be like, yo, all right, cool. Let me call you. He's like, yeah, my boy don't work there anymore. I was like, you motherfucker, bro. Just tap. Just tap. I would have had to work them off. I would have worked them off. Hey, bro, I'll just get them to you. Look, I'll pay you $10 every week. Let's, let's after pay this joint. Yeah, let's after pay. You know what I mean? What? At what point was the because like 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 I said like finding Visvin was like my turning point. I'd be like, all right, cool. I could probably you know expand out. What was that point for you? Like what oh, was the it? cups? The cups. cups Two thousand six Prada cups. Mm, American yeah, cups. Yeah. Two thousand six, easy. And then well, that, I mean, my my buddies were in the NBA though, so they had the money. I wasn't even really thinking about like, yo, I just paid nine hundred and fifty dollars for some sneakers. <laughs> I didn't pay eight hundred dollars for some sneakers. Like I really wasn't thinking. You know what I mean? In that perspective of like. Yo, this is where the next level of shit's going. And it's like, I, you know, but like when I moved here to New York mm-hmm. and I started coming into the office, it just kind of is contagious. It's like, yo, you want to look nice because your, your colleagues look nice. You got to mm-hmm. open it up. You know what I mean? It's like getting drafted and you driving your old car from college <laughs> and then everybody else got new cars and they're like, yo, you make enough money. It's time to like step it up and get a yeah. luxury car. So, you know what I mean? Like, um, I can say my peers kind of like elevated my taste level of like, because living in LA versus New York, it's like, again, you still can do your streetwear stuff and just be cool. Mm-hmm. But like, my office is in Seoul. So I'm like, bro, I gotta, I'm in the mix. Like, yeah. This is, this, is my, this is the places I go, even when I'm going to get some coffee or tea or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's what I'm saying. So I gotta like play the part. Yeah, I mean, I was. I, it's funny you say that because, like, I also, well, I also work around Soho too, but I'm more toward. I mean, no, I'm not gonna dox myself. I always end up doing that, but uh, but but I, I work around that area. I know there was one time I ran into Mark Jacobs on the street, and so like I was dressing not that great. So I'd say I just turned my head and just kept it moving because I wasn't gonna be like, yo, it was good, and then I look like. Mm-hmm look like a bum <laughs> it's all good it's all good like you, know, you ain't looking like a bum you're looking like how you comfortable you know what i mean yeah well however you want to be i just think in that perspective though that's the environment and i deal with clients all the time so i gotta mm-hmm. like 
be dressed up most of the time. Like street wear, you know what I mean? I can wear a street wear tee. It just depends on the temperature too. Mm-hmm. Like New York's forced me to get like into coats. Yeah. You know what I mean? Into layers. So things, you know, and the more you get into it, the more you're gonna pay more money for quality. But mm-hmm. I love Uniqlo, but like three wears and I gotta toss it. <laughs> like uh, it's not gonna hold up the longevity of a you know of what I really needed to do. Nah, yeah. The <laughs> three wears is crazy though. I'll be like the people be rocking I mean, me included, maybe. Uh, people be rocking Uniqlo till it falls off. Yeah, I can't, <laughs> I can't do it. Once they start getting like kind of rough, yeah, feeling good. No, I mean, when no. Uniqlo first showed up in New York City, though, it was it was it, you people were like, "Yo, this is high quality stuff." And I think I don't know when it happened or what happened, but they're maybe because they just expanded. They just got competitors, they just got competitors. Yeah. I still go though. Like, I mean, I do my my annual. Uh, Hundred dollar socks, sock mm-hmm. bulk, bulk, bulk sock purchase every six months. Because <laughs> new, socks, new socks are important to go just enough with sneakers. Yeah, you have to have good socks because mm-hmm. like you're on your feet, you're walking, especially in New York City, you're getting like twenty thousand steps, bro. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? Like you don't want like rough socks and just killing your toes, bro. Yeah. Like, not good. I mean, I'm I'm more of the character sock person. Like you see me, you roll, you be like, yo, let me see. I'll be like, I roll it up. You are gonna see, you know, I don't know, sriracha chicken see, or st- or like, <laughs> yeah, I'm solids, man. I'm solids, man. Like my pants might flood. My pants might flood, and I can't have one with the loafers and shit. You feel me? But I get it. I get it. Yeah, man. Yo, Trey, thank you so much for jumping on. I do have another question for you, and this question I ask at the end. At mm-hmm. the end, um, so it deals with a little bit of visualization, and I want you to think back to that time when you were about to open the box for those olive nines. It was the olive nines, right? That was the first one. Mm-hmm. And yeah. all right, so now you're you behind yourself as little Trey about to open that box. What would you tell your younger self? Hey, bro. Take care of these. Don't don't run them into the ground. You playing street football in these. You playing basketball in these. You trying to wear them with clothes. You even use the marker, bro, to cover up the olive, bro, to make them all black. They're coming out with another pair, bro. And when you cop the retros, later on down the line, keep them. <laughs> Yo, perfectly said, man. Uh, look, the the so olive nines for me was this one pair that i always like looked at and never bought right Mm. but seeing like how the olive fives are coming back out kind of made me be like yo i miss all these crazy colors that we take we took them for granted before Mm -hmm. because before they were just dropping colors just trying anything and now we're just getting the same you know standard colors over and over again but Mm -hmm. the what color would you like what shoe and what color that we grew up with would you like to see make a return That's another good question. Um, dang. I mean, the shoe that I would want to return mm-hmm. in a colorway is the Nike Air Mission and the black and white colorway with the blue swoosh. Mm-hmm. Um, for for the listeners, it's the Junior Say Ah. Yeah. Um, Can't say that. And, that's wild but yeah but um yeah it's just such a good shoe 
Yeah. The such a good shoe. The air mission. I mean, I want Dion to actually make these shoes come back. Um just his his whole entire three line the three pairs that he put out. Um Um the di- the Diamond Turf ninety six is coming out though. Yeah. I know. I'm just saying like yeah, yeah. So like the I'm just glad that he finally, you know, rec you know, reconciled with Nike. And mm-hmm. I finally get a chance because I never, I always wanted them, but this was Bro Hassan days. Shout out to my cousin Ernie, seventh grade. He gave me his, <laughs> and he and he gave me the salt weather, salt water Griffey twos. Ooh, that's a classic. I, yeah. I mean, the those those shoes were built to last, bro. I don't know how they're gonna come out the, when they come back out, but hopefully they're built to last like those. Griffies are terrible, my <laughs> but at that time when I wore seven and a half, oh my goodness. They couldn't stop you for no, couldn't no, for nothing. They <laughs> yeah. didn't stop me, man. Shout out to Cousin Ernie, man. Real one. Yo, appreciate you jumping on, Trey. And for everybody out there, you know what we say each week? Wear your kicks. Peace. Peace.